News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. This is episode 152. Of On The Mark, believe it or not, and football is here. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. If you follow the show on the terrestrial radio or through the KHMO app, that's amazing. Uh, But I would love for you to follow the show with us online as well. So just search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook and get involved with the conversation there. Uh, This is obviously a football-heavy show. Uh, coming on up, we will talk about our lock of the week, upset of the week, and my toss-up of the week. They're back, my bets for the week, uh, first week of NFL action. I also just want to give you three things that I'm really watching for this weekend. They're kind of uh, interesting, uh, unique storylines. I feel like all of them will help us set up the narrative for the year for a couple of these teams. We'll get to that later in the show. Uh, and then, of course, to end the show, some huge, huge, huge college football action across the college football landscape. So we'll touch on some of that as my Longhorns. Can they cover the spread against the number one team in the damn land, the Alabama Crimson Tide? We'll find out. I'll give you my thoughts by the end of the show. Uh, but as always, we like to kick off the show with the most important thing to talk about. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. The Bills... They showed why I picked them to win 14 games. Uh, The Bills absolutely dominated the Rams in Los Angeles in the second half of that game. And really, uh, I went back after watching the whole game and went through the box score and went through some of the more of the highlights. And one of the big takeaways I, I walked away with was the Bills really should have walked away with that game in the first half as well. There was that weird turnover where uh, the Bills wide receiver dropped it, got the interception when the Bills were absolutely offensively humming. Josh Allen's first incompletion of the game was that uh, weird interception that wasn't his fault. And then the game got drunk for about five minutes, right? That interception happened, and then there was a, uh, uh interception by the Rams, and there was a fumble by the Bills, and then there was a... Uh, turnover by the Rams, and then there was another interception by Josh Allen. He got really drunk for about five minutes stretch there in this in the uh, early second quarter through the mid second quarter before the game settled down. The Rams kicked a field goal, and all of a sudden, the game felt somewhat tight going into halftime. Right? It felt uh, it felt like oh okay, the Rams are in this. And you looked at the box screen, and you thought to yourself, how are the Rams in this? Well, the game got a little drunk. Bills got sloppy. Uh, the rookie second round pick Cook. 
he did he he coughed up the fumble. Josh Allen, uh, he had a wide receiver give up an interception, and and then he threw one really bad pick, and it was a bad interception on Josh Allen. He, he deserves uh, criticism for that, but it's rust and beginning of the year and first game type stuff. I don't want to be too hard. But so when you take all of that in consideration, consideration, and then you look at the second half of that game, the Bills absolutely dominated the Rams in Week One, and they showed why many people picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I don't do. Super Bowl random prediction at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know that about me. I, I like to predict uh, playoff positioning, and and I like I said, I felt confident in the Bills going fourteen and three and winning and 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 winning a ton of games. I actually had the Bills losing this game. I it was one of the three games they were going to lose. I thought the Rams would come out really motivated. New veterans on the squad. Uh, Sean McVay offensively, uh, I thought he would be really creative. Uh, as more of his staff leaves him to kind of prove that it's really Sean McVay, not the staff, uh, that makes L.A. special. And and to be honest, L.A. just laid a dud. It looked like they had um, just not a lot of focus. Offensively, there was questions about Cam Akers. OBJ was in the building. I think that just kind of sent a weird energy for the Rams. You know, Allen Robinson... He, I think he played 58 snaps with only like one target, literally, or two targets. It just was a weird, weird night for the Rams offensively. And Matt Stafford wasn't sharp. He wasn't. And I think we should maybe expect that. A lot of people are saying, oh, is his elbow healthy or not? I think part of it is Matt Stafford took it really easy in the offseason. After having an elbow surgery, he was not uh, getting the reps he probably should have. So this Rams team... I am not at all panicking about them. Let me focus on the Rams before I go back to the Bills. I'm not at all panicking. I have a feeling that they uh, they will get things figured out. Now, offensive line is an issue. If their offensive line plays that badly, this Rams team will not win a Super Bowl. They could still make the playoffs and even win their division with the offensive line, but if it plays that poorly all season, giving up the eight sacks they gave up, then this is not a Super Bowl caliber team. So they got to figure that out. They got to get the running game established a little bit more, figure out what's going on with Cam Akers. But I'm not panicking about this Rams team. I think uh, you can panic about the Rams if next week versus Atlanta they lay a dud. Then let's panic about the Rams, okay? Uh, until I see the Rams uh, play this poorly and lose in this fashion to a team that's not the Buffalo Bills, it's not circling the wagons, it's not a Super Bowl favorite from ba- Vegas going into the year. Uh, then I'll be concerned about the Rams. The Rams still have, uh, I still have a ton of confidence about the Rams winning their division, uh, making it to the possibility the one seed in the NFC like I predicted they would, and uh, and uh, having a, a nice playoff run. Now for the Bills, let me go back to them. i got to be honest. I, I Like I said, I picked the Bills to win a ton of games, 14 games, number one seed in the AFC. But I was even more impressed after the game than I was going into it because you know, you knew Stephon Diggs was going to be a weapon all year, and he had an incredible week one. Uh, eight catches, 122 yards at a touchdown. But Gabe Davis showed that they have a reliable, real number two receiver in Buffalo as well. Four catches, 88 yards, a touchdown. Josh Allen, uh, he was, after that bad interception, really magnificent. And before the bad interception, he was great. He had the one interception that wasn't his fault. That started, otherwise, he was 10 for 10 to start the game. He was accurate. He showed his arm strength, and um, all in all, three touchdowns, almost 300 yards, uh, 26 of 31. You take away the the one really bad interception. He had a masterful game throwing the football. The whole Jalen Ramsey explosion uh, on the Stephon Diggs deep ball touchdown, that was Jalen Ramsey, I think, honestly thinking to himself, Josh Allen's running this ball, not throwing it. 
And just with the flick of his wrist, Josh Allen decides last minute to chuck a 60-yard bomb touchdown. It was an incredible, incredible throw and a great read. And and that's what makes Josh Allen so hard to defend is he breaks the pocket like that and you think the dude's going to run and can just so quickly not even have to turn his hips, just flick his wrist and the ball goes 60 yards accurately down to his number one wide receiver for a touchdown. Uh, defensively, very impressed with Buffalo. Buffalo was a great team defensively last year, but there was just something about the, the way this uh, performance for them started the season that was impressive. Edmonds, 10 tackles, 7 solo. Von Miller, 2 sacks. Uh, you could tell just brought an energy to that defensive line. Jordan Phillips was terrific. One and a half sacks. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, was it Buffalo's D-line that good or is the Bills or was the Rams offensive line that bad? I think it's a little mix of both. Listen, Von Miller is not going to have end up with 20-something plus sacks this year. Um, I think if you're the Bills, you love to see this energy out of Vaughn early while the weather's good and he's healthy. Yeah, get all the production, get as many wins out of him as you can. Uh, and then, you know, come mid-October, late October, I got to start – saving Vaughn Miller for the playoffs. I got to start choosing reps where I'm using Vaughn Miller. His body is not going to last 17 games at the usage rate he got out of week one. And I think the bills know that uh, Ed Oliver, uh, a little banged up, but looked good for at times. I was very impressed with the bills defense uh, back end uh, defensive line. Very impressive. So it's a, you know, we, I don't get to do a show on Monday. Mondays we get overreaction Monday. I get overreaction Saturday uh, for Thursday night football. And I want to just temper that. I don't think there's reasons to over, uh, uh, you know, overreact either way. If you're a Bills fan, you got to feel good, but you felt good about your team going into the game and going into the season. Um, the Bills still have a long road ahead, a ton of tough games, uh, but everything is cooking. I will say, I think Collinsworth was fair in his criticism of how many hits Josh Allen took week one. Especially against the Rams defense has a lot of guys. You've seen him going up against the Bobby Wagners, going head on with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Those some big boys. Those some all pros, Hall of Famers on that defense that I don't need my franchise quarterback week one taking as many hits. Uh, they got to find a way to get a real running game going for Buffalo, uh, especially as the weather will turn. You know, everything's nice and hunky dory now when it's 80 degrees and sunny and you're playing in the dome and you don't have to worry about the wind or the rain and the snow and the cold. Uh, the Bills need to find a run game, excuse me, consistently. Disappointed with the rookie second rounder Cook out of Georgia, Dalvin Cook's brother. You know, he had that fumble on his first carry and that really killed his night and his energy. But I'm excited to see uh, going into the season what he could bring. And uh, and uh, disappointing first game of the season for sure. So to recap, I I love the Bills, and I and you know I loved the Bills. I picked them to win fourteen games. Uh, I was still blown away though. I think they they improved defensively. Sean McDermott, I think, had a great game plan. That opening drive for that offense for the Bills was just methodical, and you had to worry a little bit. I mean, they're missing Brian Dable. He left. Uh, to go ahead be the head coach of the Giants. Would the offense take a step back? They didn't. Josh Allen was near perfect. One really bad interception. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of the night was terrific. And for the Rams, Super Bowl hangover a little bit. Offensive line concerns a little bit, but I'm not bearing the Rams. It's a very good football team, a ton of talent. 
Jalen Ramsey's getting paid way too much to be that bad all season long. He's got to get his head on straight. He got embarrassed. He'll bounce back. Matthew Stafford will bounce back. And uh, Sean McVay, he'll bounce back as well. I, I didn't love the game plan. Didn't love forcing it to Henderson so so often on first down. Where's Cam Akers? Where's Allen Robinson? They'll get comfortable to figure it on out. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. When we come back, we shift our focus to from the game that happened to some of the games coming on up. I love doing it during football season. It's my lock. It's my toss-up. It's my upset of the week. I pick a favorite. I pick an underdog. And I tell you which game I'm not betting. I just don't know. I have some thoughts on it, but I'm not betting. I, I don't. I'm not rich enough to uh, to lay money on something I'm not sure on. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Live and local here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Broadcasting from our studios here in Quincy. And paid for by U.S. Seconds. A vehicle is stolen in the United States. Cars are an important investment, and you have the power to protect it. Remove valuables from your car or place out of view. Roll up your windows completely. Don't leave your car running while unattended, especially during the winter. And always lock your doors and take your keys or fob with you. If you know something about a vehicle theft, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. We are Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to shop online, shopcunis.com. If you stop in the store, 221 North 36th Street, tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, we keep on moving here now, and I'm so excited to bring it back. It is one of my favorite things we get to do on this show during the football season. I wouldn't tell you these if I wasn't betting them myself. It is my lock, my upset, and my toss-up of the week for the NFL. little gambling talk, and it is Hespin Headline number two. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. All right. Um, I'm not going to go through every game. There are some lines that I like beyond uh, these, but these are the three. There's Well, there's two that I'm betting and one that I'm going to tell you from my perspective, just my two cents, I would stay away from and why. So let's start with my lock of the week. And my lock of the week is when I look at, if, you, if you're new to this, I look at a favorite. So someone who's already favored to win, and I feel like no matter what's going to happen in this game, that team is going to cover, it's going to win. I like the Colts minus seven at the Texans. I think the Colts defense is is going to swallow up everything that the Texans offense has to offer. Uh, Matt Ryan begins his kind of redemption tour, his last shot at glory. Now, it's a well-coached Colts team. I think this is the type of game that could be tricky early. All of a sudden, it's one of those games where you look at the scoreboard and you go, wait a minute, are the Texans up, you know, 14 to 10 on the Colts? And maybe there was a fluke, something happened, a kick return. And then by the end of this game, it'll have... gone the Colts way 27-14, 27-17, and the Colts will end up controlling most of the game somehow, or the Colts will just blow them out. I, I think offensively, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, uh, that Colts offensive line, Matt Ryan being the veteran that he is in that system, I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points all season long, especially against a, a Texans team well, let's be honest, is just trying to figure out some sort of form of stability. 
The Texans' goal this year is to try to not get blown out every game. Honestly, honest to God, if you're looking at what the Texans' hope is, it's that they can maybe steal a couple wins, not get blown out in a ton, try to create some sort of culture kind of like the Lions had last year, and then uh, somehow end up with the number one overall pick. I like the Colts' lock of the week, first lock of the NFL season to cover the seven in Houston. My upset of the week? Well, I'm headed to Chicago to the windy shores of Lake Michigan at Soldier Field as the Bears host the 49ers of San Francisco. Uh, I'm trying to do my best NFL films there. It's not going very well. Uh, the Bears are getting seven points at home. I think it's a, I think it is an upset of the week. I think the Bears cover the seven. Now, uh, I'm also predicting the Bears to win. I bet the Bears money line, but I'll take them getting the seven uh, just in case uh, something happens. The Bears lose. They're not going to lose by more than seven points. A lot of people, and I get it, I get why they're high on the Niners. This is a NFC Championship game roster. They beat Green Bay in New, in uh, uh, in Green Bay last year at Lambeau Field. Uh, they have added a quarterback that is all all world talent. He is. It's like you created him in a lab for the modern NFL. Of what you want: big, physical, rocket arm, mobile. Uh, he's what you want. But there are some real concerns. We don't know what we're getting out of Trey Lance. The Bears also are a complete enigma. People don't know what you're going to get out of Luke Getze's version of the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan offense. You also have a defensive coach that has come to put his imprint on the Windy City and Matt Eberflus. With a defense for the Bears, I think people are underrating. Really solid corners, good back end with the safeties, young but athletic, a lot of promise. A defensive line that has Robert Quinn, who had his uh, maybe his best season in, in, in you know five, six years last year. Uh, and and you, you have Roquan Smith, who's going to play. I think this Bears defense is going to be feistier than you think. I think they're going to be good against the run. I think they're going to make Trey Lance try to beat them. I think that's going to force Trey Lance into a a, a bad decision. Kittle looks to maybe be a no-go in this game. The Bears are getting seven points at home in the wins of Soldier Field. I love the Bears to cover. I like the Bears to win outright, but the but the bet, the lock is is the cover. Uh, and so the Bears minus seven at home. Offensively, I just think the Bears are he- hearing so much doubt. They're hearing so much negativity from the national media. For crying out loud, Di- Foxworthy said the, that Justin Fields should demand a trade. Now, that's a joke. I mean, that's just a joke. Lock of the week, Colts minus seven. Bears upset of the week, plus seven. Take the Bears and the points. They will cover I think they're going to win outright. And then my toss-up of the week was a pretty obvious one, an easy one. And it's a game I cannot wait to watch, but it is a game I am not betting to save my life. Browns at at Panthers. I just can't do it. I just can't bet anything. It is even money right now. Uh, That alone should scare you away from it. You know, if if you want to find a prop bet for the Browns, you know, a Baker Mayfield over on passing yards or Baker Mayfield over two touchdowns passing to kind of go off. I'm fine with that. Sprinkle a little money, have some fun, enjoy watching this game. But let's be honest about this. As far as we know right now, what do we know factually going into this game before these two teams snap the ball? We know the Browns have a much better roster, right? 
We know the Browns have one of the best offensive lines of football. We know the Browns have a really incredible defensive front seven. And we know that the, uh, and we, we also know that the Panthers have added some nice pieces. The Panthers are, are, uh, are at a deficit in coaching compared to Kevin Stefanski with Matt Rule. And the Panthers have the better quarterback who's more motivated. So you put all of those things in this pot. And I just don't know what's going to happen. It's like that science experiment that's just going to bubble over. You could tell me right now the Browns blow out the, the Panthers. I'd believe it. You could tell me right now the Panthers, they beat the Browns by a touchdown or two. I'd believe it. I don't know if I'd believe the Panthers blowing out the Browns. It's possible. Possible. I think you need to see a massive meltdown from Jacoby Brissett to have it at that point. But I also think the Browns are going to come out with a game plan that's going to be about running the ball, controlling the clock. This could be the fastest game of the weekend as far as like how much time it takes. I think both teams want to run the ball. They want to keep it out of their quarterback's hands. You want to, the, the Panthers want to see the Christian McCaffrey as all go. They're going to lean on him, uh, give him a ton of carries. The, Panther, uh, the Browns are going to do the same thing. Uh, they're going to just absolutely lean on Chubb to be like, you're going to carry us until Deshaun Watson gets back week 13. Uh, but let's uh, let's just face it. I, I have no idea to feel confident about betting this anyway. Again, if you want to sprinkle some sort of fun kind of prop bet on the game, sure, have fun, enjoy it, watch it, bet it in that way. But as far as the line looks, it's even money. It's an easy toss-up for me. My first game of the season that I'm staying away, I'm not betting. I'll quickly go through some of the other games in the lines. Uh, Falcons are getting five and a half at home against the Saints. That's tasty because I actually think this, you you, you know from this, I don't think the Saints are going to be uh, world beaters this year. It's in Atlanta. And when a team like the Falcons that also has just been hearing nothing but they're going to be garbage all year, that could be a feisty upset win in week one, kind of like I think with the Bears. But I, I don't feel confident enough to play it. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, Cincy minus six and a half at home. Almost made that my lock of the week. I just feel like the Bengals are going to come out hyper-focused. They're the Super Bowl losers. They know they got to keep up with the Joneses in the AFC. Baltimore in their division. The whole AFC West. Buffalo looking great uh, uh, on week one. Uh, but I, I, I feel comfortable with that line. Not betting it myself. Lions hosting the Eagles. Eagles getting four and a half. This almost was my upset alert as well. The Lions at home, the Eagles, a lot of people talk about them sneaky dark horse to not only uh, win their division, but maybe make it to an NFC championship game. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins, Dolphins minus three and a half. The fact that the Patriots are getting points on the road is always tasty because it's a Bill Belichick team. Um, And so that is intriguing. Uh, certainly Baltimore minus six at home against the uh, at on the road against the Jets. I almost had this in my lock of the week. I think I think Lamar Jackson especially didn't get the contract done. He's ready to just explode. Uh, I know everyone's talking Joe Flacco revenge game, but I I, I I I'm leaning towards the Ravens exploding all over the Jets. Jaguars Commanders in Washington minus two and a half. This was my second runner up for toss of the week. I have no idea how this game's going to go. Can't wait to see the highlights of this game and watch. Think highly of Trevor Lawrence. Very excited to see what Carson Wentz looks like in that system, but I can't touch it. Can't touch it. Then talk to Browns, Panthers, talk Colts, Texans, Titans, Giants. That was my other almost lock of the weekend. And the Giants are terrible. Titans at home. Um, I think they'll run away with it. Minus five and a half Packers Vikings. uh, The Vikings are uh, getting a point and a half in green Bay uh, at home against green Bay. 
That's tasty a little bit, uh, but I'll stay away from that game as well. Excited to watch it in the afternoon hour. Chiefs, Cardinals, Chiefs getting six points in Arizona. That's so disrespectful to the Cardinals. I like the Chiefs to to be much better than the Cardinals this year, but the idea that you could get the Cardinals with six points at home that I might if if I win my Bears bet, and I feel like I will. I may take some of those winnings and sprinkle it on that. I think the Chiefs will win that game. A Cardinal six points at home. That's a lot of points for a playoff team at home to be getting. Chargers minus three and a half against the Raiders. I think it's gonna be a close game. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to see that front of Bosa and Mac going and being able to get after uh, get after Derek Carr. Cowboys Bucks uh, seven twenty. Uh, Bucks are get are favored by two and a half again. Cowboys um, plus two and a half at home. Maybe if you like the dogs, you like underdogs, you like betting uh, underdogs. The fact that the Cowboys are getting money at home. Monday Night Football, Broncos Seahawks minus six and a half. That is, if you take the Seahawks plus six and a half, you are in for a wild ride. Good luck to you. Fortune favors the bold. I think the Broncos will blow out the Seahawks at home. Uh, so again, recap, quick one of the week. My betting picks, I'm actually betting. I always bet two games a week, a lock and an upset. My lock of the week is Colts minus seven. They will take care of the Texans easily. And my upset is the Bears plus seven at home against the Niners. I I think the Bears will absolutely cover the seven. I think they'll actually win the game. The one game, if you had to listen to me, if you take your gambling advice from me and Godspeed to you, if you do, I would stay away. I'm, I'm not putting any money it's not a, a fun prop bet on Browns Panthers. I just don't I have no idea which way the wind is really blowing on that game. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will turn our focus to three big kind of storylines that I think could define week one in the NFL for these teams and uh, uh and uh, what the what the shape of the landscape looks like only one week into the NFL season. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-B-N. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Imagine battling cancer and actually beating it. You feel like you've just come out of the woods only to discover you're about to go over another cliff. Hi, I'm Kathy Bates, and as a two-time cancer survivor, I can tell you nothing prepared me for the challenge of lymphedema, a chronic disease often brought on by cancer treatment that compromises the lymphatic system and leads to a lifetime of severe swelling and pain. Lymphedema, LE, affects more Americans each year than AIDS, Parkinson's, MS, muscular dystrophy, and ALS combined. Yet with proper treatment, it can be managed or even prevented. That's why I urge everyone facing a cancer diagnosis to be your own best advocate. Discuss LE with your doctor before undergoing surgery. With patients and doctors working together, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. Women can have it all, including heart attacks. But symptoms like jaw pain, nausea, unusual fatigue, dizziness, and backache are often different and more subtle than for a man. The fact is, heart disease is the number one killer of women. Know the signs. Learn more at getheartchecked.org. From Women's Heart Alliance, in partnership with Women Heart. Blessing has a track. 
Care News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. And uh, when you're there in, 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 the, uh, in the showroom, ask them about that no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new, on used vehicles. Uh, they're doing stuff that no one else is doing in the car business here in the tri-states. Start a relationship with Cunis. You won't regret it. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. So we make our way now uh, into the second half of the show. We're away from our our uh, Hespin headlines ones and two. Uh, but we're going to stay put on the NFL. And as we go into opening weekend of the NFL kickoff, I want to uh, take a look. I think there is a lot to be seen here in the NFL as far as kicking off uh, the opening season. I mean, I could I could spend 10 minutes on every game going down storylines. But I think there are three things to watch for this weekend that could really define the narrative for these three teams, for a couple of these teams uh, going to start the season. I know it's only week one, and you look back at like the, you know, what was it last year where the Packers got blown out? I was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers hold out. Is good. They're going to be terrible. Uh, you know, Take it easy. We'll, you know, we will. Uh, we, we don't ever want to overreact to week ones, but like, like I said to start the show. But I do think these are three things that I'm definitely keeping my eye on before kickoff uh, of these games because I think they really are important things to watch for. So let's jump into it. First thing I'm looking for is the Bucks offensive line. The Tampa Bay Bucks. They're in Dallas Sunday Night Football. Just talked about it. They're the favorites. I love Tampa this year. You know I do, and I'm high on Brady like always. Brady a lot like LeBron. I just can't you can't bet against him until you really see it happening. And maybe this is the year that Brady falls off the shelf. And if that happens, I think a lot of it could be because the offensive line. Center Ryan Jensen is out. Brady can't be it can't be happy about that. No Ryan Jensen, but if they perform well, then that is a huge positive for the Bucs this season because they still have Tristan Wirfs, and it's not like a bad offensive line. It's not like all of a sudden there's a bunch of no names and it's it's a joke. But, listen, in the NFC, good pass rushers and to win a Super Bowl, as the Bucs know, as they saw what happened to the Chiefs when they beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, you need a solid offensive line. Now, Ryan Jensen could make it back. Uh, you know, certainly before the end of the year, it's not like he's gone uh, all season, but this is going to be a big storyline for the Bucks early. There is no one in the NFL more immobile than Brady. Well, maybe Joe Flacco starting week one. Yeah, maybe Joe Flacco, but no one more immobile than Tom having a solid offensive line is really important. Now, Tom also can just beat you with his brain, right? Tom, the pre-snap stuff uh, and the short passing game, controlling the football especially with no Bruce Arians there, I think you're going to see a lot more of that New England uh, offense in Tampa. A lot of Dink and Doug, just death by a thousand cuts. Brady's going to protect himself that way, get the ball out quick, and then they'll set themselves up for the deep shots with Evan Godwin. And then watch out for Julio Jones. So first thing I'm looking for week one, I think it's going to tell us a lot about how the season's going to go for this team. How does the offensive line for the Bucks handle a very okay pass rush for the for the Cowboys. Cowboys pass rush is an elite. So if they can handle that pretty well and give Brady time, 
that means that they're in a they're an average offensive line to above average, and Tom will then be okay. He'll take care of it. The second thing I'm looking for, actually, I think, is just a fascinating matchup to start the season: New England at Miami. I know, I know, New England at Miami. Why? Well, the quarterbacks, Mac Jones, second year, limited ceiling. We all believe, and he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. the the The, the Patriots' offense has a lot of decent names: Parker, Hunter, Henry. Uh, a good offensive line, but Mac Jones is in charge and he doesn't have the security blanket. His offensive coordinator is now the head coach uh, in Vegas. So he, you know, he, you lose McDaniels, you lose that security blanket that you know was able to just tell you every day, this is what Brady did, this is what Brady would see. Just do what Brady did and do what Brady would see. He's got all that. He's got none of that. He's got Matt Patricia. He's got Joe Judge. He's got low, you know, Mary, uh, you know, they're all they're missing. It's it's Mo and Curly. All they're missing is Larry uh, for uh, for Joe Judge and, and Matt Patricia. So that's going to be fascinating because I think there's a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, and um, they're they're offensively going to need to be able to put up points, especially against uh, a, a team in Miami who I can't wait to watch their new offense and and Tua. He's got more pressure on him than probably any quarterback in the NFL to play well this year. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got a brand-new offensive coach, Mike McDaniels. So that's going to be such a fascinating matchup. Keep an eye out for it. I I think there's going to be so many storylines could go either way with Tua and Mac Jones. And both these teams know that they're chasing Buffalo. So both these teams know going into the year, you're probably going to lose two to Buffalo you're probably both going to beat the Jets twice. So that equals out. Now you got to look each other in the mirror, the Dolphins and the Patriots, and say, which one of us can beat the other team two times in a row? It's going to be hot down in Miami week one. I like the Dolphins week one over the Patriots. I think Tua has a really nice performance. Keep an eye out for it, though. It's going to say a lot about those two teams and their trajectory this this season based on how their quarterbacks play in week one. Uh, finally, the last thing I'm really excited to watch for beyond, obviously, my Bears, and I try to keep my Bears out of stuff like this to give a broader paint a broader stroke with the NFL, is who is going to outshine the Bills? The Bills, they looked in the, in, in the AFC. Not just talking purely the AFC. The Bills uh, opened the season as the favorites. And they came out and Josh Allen looked like a man playing amongst boys. And they put on a really, really great show. They showed up national TV. I'm sure it got a huge rating in LA and they put on a show. So which AFC team is going to be able to say, Hey, after week one, we're the team you should be talking about up there with Buffalo to run the East, um, to run the AFC. Is it Kansas city? They have a chance because they're playing like Buffalo. They're playing a playoff team from the NFC in that uh, really good NFC West. If Kansas City could come out and put on big numbers in a blowout fashion to beat the Cardinals, maybe they're the ones that can outshine the Bills. Is it the Chargers or the Raiders? They both have a chance. AFC West, giant, giant division this year, best division in football. Can either one of them? bury the other team and really put the rest of the NFL on notice to say, hey, we're the team in the AFC that you got to be talking about with the Bills. Or maybe is it the Ravens? Can the Ravens go to New York against Flacco and can Lamar Jackson put on an MVP-like performance and remind everyone that the Ravens are back 
They had a down year last year, but they're back. And uh, Lamar's playing for a contract this year. This year, so that that's scary to the rest of the NFL. And Lamar Jackson's playing for his contract. So that's to me the other thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for of those other teams that I picked to all be in the playoffs: Chiefs, Chargers, uh, uh, Ravens, to be up there with the Bills. Which of those teams, and maybe the Raiders, you throw them in there as well. Which of those teams having the unique matchups they have week one is going to be able to take the national media narrative and say, hey, you can put the Bills number one in your power ranking. That's fine. But you got to put us right there next to them at number two, right behind the Bills. Chiefs have the best chance for that because obviously they're the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes, but they have a great opponent for them if they can win on the road like Buffalo did in in big fashion uh, they can really shift the national me- uh, media narrative uh, after week one. You're listening on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. When we come back, finishing up the show, and we're going to be talking... Oh, a little college football to wrap it up. The granddaddy of them all, Texas versus Alabama. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. Weather brought to you. Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. High of 85 today. Under clear skies, southwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms likely. Tonight, 59. Cloudy skies. Scattered thunderstorms likely. Tomorrow, highs around 70. Partly cloudy. Right now, 69. My son knows he should never touch my gun. He never talked to me about his gun. I keep the gun where she can't find it. He thinks I don't know where it is. She doesn't know. I know. know. Someone you love could be hurt by a gun accident in your home. Keep your gun locked away when it's not being carried. Take the time to talk with your kids. Have the talk with your family about gun safety. Talk to your family about firearm safety. Learn how at projectchildsafe.org welcome. As you go about your daily life, look closer. As you gather with family and friends, look closer. Right in your community, there are youth who don't have the home, warmth, and healing you have. So, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Tonight, 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed. And tomorrow, they will wake up surrounded by love. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in sites across America to help them fulfill the great promise of their lives. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. You got to ask them about that no free powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Also, when you're in there, don't be afraid to say, hey, I, I want to buy from you. I love the deals. Let's go on shopcunis.com and let's find me the right vehicle in your network of dealers and let's get it to Quincy and let's give it a test drive. That's what I did. And I'm telling you what, 
it is uh, it is absolutely a, a dream buying experience with the Cunis family. So we have a little college football here to get to, but I also want to address the big thing that happened in the MLB yesterday. Uh, the MLB's competition committee voted to implement a pitch clock, larger bases, and ban defensive shifts in 2023. 15-second clock with bases empty, 20 with runners on, and two fielders on each side of second bag, both feet on the dirt. Wow. That's, that's I mean, that was the big, the, you know, big MLB news. And I will just say this. I like the banning of defensive shifts. The, the clock is the clock. I think that's a little silly. I think banning defensive shift is fine. They didn't always have defensive shifts. I think banning it and saying, listen, we as an MLB, you have, you have certain positions. Guys play positions. And those positions got to cover those positions on the field. And hitters got to, you know, everyone will say, well, be a better hitter. Just hit it to where the guys aren't. MLB knows they have a runs problem. They have a runners on base problem. They don't have a time problem, and I and, and I think that's why it's silly that they're wasting. You know, they're going to go after this pitch clock thing, but they need, they absolutely need uh, to get runners on base, runners in scoring position, and that makes the game way more interesting. The shift has he's killed uh, the offense in baseball, and offense puts butts in seats. We love offense. We're Americans. We love fireworks. So that's my thoughts on it. I, I'm not too keen on the clocks. I do. I'm okay with banning the shifts. I'm okay with it. You know, they've raised the mound before. They've lowered the mound before. They've done things to help and hurt offense throughout the game. It's an offensive league in, in every league. We see it in college football and NFL football and basketball. It's an offensive league. We like scoring. We like points. Baseball, banning the shift, I think is going to help that. And they're going to hurt their pitchers with the with the pitch clock thing. So that's going to help. That's going to help offense as well. All right, let's get to it. We got a huge slate of college football action today. Massive slate. Alabama versus my Texas Longhorns. I will just say this. I remember being, I think it was like eighth grade, freshman year of high school. I think it was freshman year. Cole McCoy, Longhorns, national title. Versus Alabama. Alabama wins one first under Nick Saban. Comahoy gets injured on like a QB sneak beginning of the game. Texas program never the same. Alabama not the same since either. They went on dynasty mode. Texas has been in the tank. I think obviously if Texas could win this game, that would be incredible for their program. Steve Sarkeesian, it would be incredible. But realistically, let's be real. And the game is in Texas. They're getting 20 points. If Texas can cover the 20, that's got to feel good if you're a Longhorns fan. It, 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 let's just be honest. With, with the programs are at, if Texas can hold Alabama to like maybe under 40 and score 20, 20 plus, that's got that's going to feel good. And if and if and if there's points in the game where it's close or competitive, that helps Texas as well. They winning would be monumental. But I, I also just think covering the spread will be would be big for Texas. Um, the other games on the schedule that I think are, are worth mentioning and important, number 24, Tennessee at number 17, Pitt. Two interesting programs. Slovis for Pitt, obviously. I think, um, I think for both these programs, they are on the fringe and could really have special seasons if they can win this game. So this game, 
early on week two, both teams undefeated, both teams ranked low. You could see one of these teams maybe getting up into the top 10 or ranking, especially if one of them is able to really put the hurt on the other. If Tennessee's be able to win in Pitt big, that would be huge for them. And for the ACC and for Pitt, who may have to find themselves a new home, Big Ten, cough Big Ten, um, getting a win against an SEC opponent at home when you're ranked, that's huge for their. That would be huge for their program as well. Kentucky and uh, Will Levis, number twenty versus twelve, Florida and Richardson. This has all of a sudden become a must-watch game. Two really intriguing, fun quarterback prospects. Oh, Will uh, um, Will Levis, obviously NFL prospect. Richardson, I don't know. He's electric. That jump pass. He is what makes college football fun. Florida's got a bunch of dudes, uh, but Kentucky's on the rise. This would be a big program win for Kentucky, and if you're Florida, this could this could very easily turn into a a, a dud loss. They had a win of a, a, a program defining nice season win against a ranked high ranked opponent in Utah, uh, seventh overall. Uh, I'm sure the kids were partying all week, deservedly so. Kentucky rolls in the town. I like Kentucky. But either team that wins this, they could very well put themselves in a position to, um, like I just said with Tennessee and Pitt, find themselves sniffing down that top 10 pretty quick. And then uh, finally, I want to mention the Big 12. They announced possible expansion. They're looking west. The Big 12 needs to keep putting feelers out. Absolutely needs to keep putting feelers out. It is monumental for them uh, as well as all the other, all uh, and as well as the Pac-12 to keep putting feelers out. Big Ten, I just mentioned it. You've got to be looking at the ACC. The SEC's got to be looking at the ACC. Big 12 and Pac-12, one of them's got to try to make a move to cannibalize the other. Especially, I, this this news comes especially because of the fact that you get uh, the, NFL, the NCAA announcing they're going to 12 teams sooner rather than later. The, that that forced the Big Twelve to make the, and their commissioner to make this statement to to put the pressure even more on. We're open. Call us. Talk to us. We want to know uh, who's westward expansion. Who's willing to move to the Big Twelve? And and they're going to have some takers. Absolutely going to have some takers. And I think if you're a Pac-12 team right now that is unsure of what your future with the Pac-12, I know these deals and TV things are part of it. Um, you absolutely should be talking with the Big 12. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me on this uh, Saturday, September 10th. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. Let me just say I, uh, I'm not uh, live in studio this morning. Um, uh, I hope to be back live in studio next week, schedule uh, pending. And so uh, I appreciate everyone uh, enjoying uh, following the football uh, we got a big, big weekend of football ahead of us. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N, and uh, we can all enjoy the football together. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app.
Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. 